It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz with Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. You get older every time you do it. I get older every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ghost. I'm going to die. The ghost of Christmas future just <laughs> the, did the, the, the Don ghost Pardo. of Saturday Night Live past. <laughs> Uh, R.I.P. Oh, uh, we're oh. back. Hey, we're back. We did it. We're yeah. back. Hey, we're back. A new episode. Remember the Jimmy Fallon? Yeah. Hey, we're back. Uh-huh. Whoa. Okay, we did it. I just listened to Jimmy Fallon on the Smartless podcast. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i going to say this. He was on SNL for six six years. I'm not a huge Jimmy Fallon fan. I'm, I'm, I'm finally ready to admit it. I feel like there's there either you would love him or hate him. Do you I love feel, him? I don't. I disagree. I don't. I don't hate him, but I don't love. Yeah, as him. I say, I wouldn't go as far as I. I hate actually him. think it's the exact I mean, opposite. I think everyone is more likely to be in the middle. Really? See, yeah. I think that a lot of people have a problem. No. With see, yeah. I, he I don't, breaks I don't, too much. He's not funny because he just laughs through every sketch. People hate on him for that. For sure. That didn't really bug me though. Like he did it way too much, but there were some funny things he did. I th- I thought you know the the Gibb brothers doing the talk show with Justin Timberlake yeah. was good. I liked his Boston character with Rachel. Yeah, Dratch, no, there was a couple you know. that he did well. But speaking of breaking too much, we had Billie Eilish on the show this week. Yeah, Billie Eilish. Well, we'll get to that, Nate. <laughs> You're getting ahead of us. But yes, Billie Eilish did host the show this past weekend uh, with musical guest herself. She pulled double <laughs> double duty. Um, it's and a weird so way to say that <laughs> musical guest herself <laughs> sounds like a different per- person, a different. Band. Oh, herself. Ladies and gentlemen, herself. herself. <laughs> but yes, uh, Billie Eilish did pull double duty, uh, and it's uh, quite an achievement. I mean, she obviously she's already huge because she's this huge recording artist, has won tons of Grammys, uh, but she's only 19. She's, she's, about, she's, she's about to turn 20 this month. She's a baby. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, What were you down. doing at 19, Ben? Uh, I was face down in a gutter. <laughs> and now you are face up in gutters. Okay. Uh, hey, Ben runs a gutter company, and moving on. Uh, so this this episode, um, let, let's just dig right into it. I think, but uh, actually, before we do that, one thing I wanted to point out: a little bit of news that uh, came out recently is that uh, the UK is going to get their own version of Saturday Night Live. They actually are doing one based out of uh, Britain in in London, and that's going to be happening sometime soon. And we recently sent Brad over to England. I did. I went to scope it out and and find the cast, and I'm doing the new uh, British Saturday Night Live. So, uh, hello, Governor. That is. Hey, Saturday Night Live, right? We're going to get some jokes up in here. It's a 10 to 1 podcast. (laughs) It's over there. It's 1 to 10. Uh,. So yeah, Brad, you did go. I mean, we don't really talk about that. It's for your other job. It is for my other job, but I, yeah, I will. I will. he flew to he flew to London. He I got did to do a, a thing for James Bond. Just came back from London, and uh, that's why you don't see a review for Saturday Night Live uh, on the slashfilm.com website. The worst excuses. This is actually a pretty good excuse. Like, were you not on a plane for like eight hours? You, like, you could you just watch it and then review it and post it? First of all, I got back on Saturday, so I watched it. Saturday night or Sunday morning. So you're saying you were back in town and you just didn't do oh, it. Oh, but there's a thing called jet lag. And uh, it. Whew, it caught up to me. Much like chemtrails, they're not real. You know what that sounds like? Excuses. <laughs> well, I got paid for it. Okay, so. fair enough. Uh, but no, there, is Lauren Michaels or NBC or anybody 
tangentially involved in this, or is so, it just? Uh, I, is this just like the British again trying to you know take over American yeah, television, just, just like The Office? You yep. know, we do it first, and then they come through and, and try to rip it's it like, off. Guys, get your own shtick, please. Gervais, enough is enough. You know, I'm actually uh, looking up the details right now because there was a thing where like I read the headline in the first paragraph, and then like I was off doing something else. Um, I think every every network would love a show to run forty seven years and still have like millions and millions of followers. Still be in the zeitgeist every year and and like consistently win and be up for Emmys. Yep, and all the time and and be like the uh, training ground for some of the biggest Hollywood stars to come out of. Wow, I wonder why they're doing it. Yeah, it's weird that honestly, it's a little weird that they haven't done it previous to this. Yeah, it's odd that they. Yeah, and I don't know enough about British or Canadian. You know, like SCTV was in. In Canada, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got, uh, I don't kids know. If, in, kids in the hall. Yeah, I don't know if, if England had their own version of any of those kind of sketch well, They were called Monty shows. Python. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot of their own sketch. But you know, other than Monty little, Python, though. Britain. Um, what, what is it? But like in the 90s, up, yeah. did they have anything? I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not super aware of I don't of think like so. Like nothing television. that I can think of, you know. Only I feel like only probably since like the advent of DVD and streaming have we been able to be privy to like British yeah. television so easily so I'm not super familiar with like 90s yeah. British TV did you, so, did you look it up? yeah so Lauren it doesn't seem like Lauren Michaels is involved if he is it would probably only be just like oh you know as like executive producer because he created SNL but like like they're um, calling it Saturday Night Live and everything? yeah and uh, so they've also so they've previously adapted Saturday Night Live in China Japan France Italy Poland and Brazil, and a Korean version recently began uh, just in September of this year. Why aren't we doing episodes of those? Uh, I imagine they're pretty hard to get a hold of on the top of the fact that uh, we're stupid Americans and we don't understand those languages. <laughs> Barely understand English, so. That's true. That's very true. So, yeah, so that's happening sometimes. Uh, Sky Comedy is uh, going to be doing it, and we'll, yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting to, to watch and see what it would be like. Yeah, heck yeah, why not? Maybe we'll do a whole podcast on that. There we go. Say it for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Billie Eilish hosted, and uh, let's let's start off with the, the breakdown, Nate. How about it? All right. Let's start with the cold open. Fauci holiday message. We we have, you know, again, a cast member back from being gone a long time. We have a, a sketch that I think we've done a couple times. We've done Fauci doing press conferences before, right? Yeah, at least once this, this kind where they have, like, the sketches play out with the, the staff. Of, yep. Brought in a lot uh, of cast like we do oftentimes in cold opens. What did you guys think? Um, welcome back, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, yeah she, got a, she, got a, she got a big welcome back after being away shooting in Australia for the first part of the she season. She looked like she was having fun this episode. It was good to see her back. She didn't look disinterested, which was nice. Yeah. You know? Um, as for the cold open itself, I thought it was mostly just fine. Um, there were a couple standout moments like uh, Ego Nwodem and Bowen Yang doing bad sex on an airplane. Uh, Kate McKinnon's Dr. Fauci is, is always great, but otherwise, I feel like this was just kind of there. We went real weird at the end with Kyle Mooney and the you know now there's they're as big as grapes. It was just a very strange add-on to like an already weird conceit. And so I, I don't know. I don't know why they went so weird in that one little moment. I like uh, Kate McKinnon as Fauci. I think she's wonderful. The it's very funny. Uh, you know, looking like a grown-up elf or that elf on the shelf got old. It's it's a perfect joke about the looks of that character. So that part was good. It was just great to see her back. I was so 
having such a good time watching her that I was enjoying it no matter what. You know, even though, yeah, sure, it was a little throwaway sketch, but just watching her be back on SNL, oh, I just, oh, it was really good. I was the same way. I, I thought that uh, my notes literally, was, it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Right? The sketch is fine. It was good to see Kate back. Oh, and, yeah. It uh, feels like SNL again. Obviously, even in fine sketches, there's a couple really good one-liners. There's a good couple throwaway lines, but there was nothing great about it. Um uh, I, I thought they did try because they weren't there for a couple weeks. They threw in a lot of things that they had not, they were not able to to kind of touch, like the Cuomo brothers. These kind of things that you know yeah, had happened ha- in. happened in the world in the last like yeah. three weeks. You know that they want to like yeah, and just like uh, <laughs> Bo Burton and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Exactly, Green, exactly. Which is, which is fine, but like it's like uh, you know there was nothing exceptional about this did see that uh Bo- bobart or whatever her name is did like respond like the trigger discipline of that bad actress was terrible <laughs> like yeah and, okay. and then she th- like shoehorned in an alec baldwin <laughs> rust, oh, rust gun malfunction okay, reference well, it's like oh you we're just gonna close the internet for today yeah. i don't need any more of this thanks you walking you know, jc penny catalog if, if snl <laughs> if, if snl ever like you know mocks you or satirizes you you know what the best response is nothing nothing right. <laughs> nothing don't do anything it's, it's, don't say anything unless you love it right. then be yeah. like yes yep. this yep. is unless great. you want to add to like making fun of yourself <laughs> right right like um, George Bush famously uh, has this kind of almost bit where he'll, he'll say, you know, uh, strategery. You know, he's like, I thought I said that word, but right. it really wasn't. It's a Will Ferrellism, right? Um, and he's like, No, I did. He got in an argument saying yeah. that's my word. I love know? that. <laughs> but uh, when you can actively make fun of yourself, but also it's in those type of moments when you know that SNL is really coming for you in a, in a negative way, just shut up. You're, yep. it's the best thing you can do is shut up. But those people never want to shut up. Of course so. not. All right, the next was the monologue. Uh, obviously, Billie Eilish is there. For 19 years old, anybody that can do SNL at 19, sure. kudos to her. And So I want to say right off the bat, so that the writers this year are basically saying, I don't, we don't want to do anything for, for, the, for the monologue. We're going to write the monologue, and you're going to say it. We don't want to do questions from the audience. We don't want to do dance numbers. We don't want to do behind the scenes. So, I haven't seen it yet. Well, I want to, I'm missing it. Well, one of the things that I was thinking is that, A, Maybe it's more difficult to do Q and A's when you have the audience wearing masks and like they're you know and that's that, that kind of thing. So maybe that's why they're avoiding that. And the same thing with the two studio yeah, tour. Yeah, doing yeah studio tour. Maybe it's just more difficult to try and plan right, something well, like fine. that. How about a dance number then? Darn it. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, but uh, yeah, otherwise. Isn't that weird though that they've not done anything? Yeah, I mean, it, it really just has been straight monologues where they give them funny things to say, like they each have their own stand-up bit, basically. Yeah. They haven't been varying it up. I'd like to go back and compare and see what the time is and see if maybe they're just shortening some of their monologue time, you know, like, because they're not doing a lot of bits, they're not doing a lot of extras, so maybe they're trying to shorten the, some yeah, of the time Yeah, I suppose at the same time, for... I'm, I'm not mad at it because we are getting good sketches, you know, in lieu of a, a cold open. No, but I do, or, miss, uh, 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 I do miss the creative the element of the monologue sometimes. Yep. It, it also gives, the, I think, well, this is me not being a comedian, uh, you know, second guessing things, but it, I would think that it would give a really, okay, that first one went really well instead of the first sketch being, now we're actually doing it. Because mm-hmm. the monologue doesn't feel like a sketch at all. And so the nerves might still be there. I would think that if you were able to do something during the monologue, it would give that kind of like, whew, okay, let's go have fun. Yeah, I, I've I've heard different SNL cast members talk just about the importance of monologue in the past and how it does oftentimes set the the tone for the show sure. even more than the cold open. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. And so you would think that they would maybe want to, you know, but but again, watching the shows, we've all been pretty high on quite a few of the episodes. Yeah. A lot of the guests have been great, and so the I mean, it, it, it only, seems to be working. Monologue is only four and a half minutes, so. 
That's, and that seems you, shorter than some of the yes. sketch it, type of monologues. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's average sketch length, basically. I liked uh, you know the mom and dad coming in, you know, and all that. It that, was, was, that was good. I thought it was just the mom. Oh, sorry, the mom in the in the cold opening. Or oh, sorry. Geez. Yeah, with the yeah, sh- that, in the monologue. Yeah, the story about her mom not putting her in the film. That was a funny little bit. It mm-hmm. was good. Um, she. she she has charisma, though she was certainly nervous. Um, I yeah, thought- I think that's like the, my big thing for Billie Eilish overall in the episode is that she clearly has the ability to like do some fun stuff in sketches and isn't afraid to do it. But she was obviously nervous and had a hard time not breaking because what was happening was funny. And it's because she's young. She's you know? nineteen. Yeah. I, I, I'm forty. I would have died up there. No, some but of she and we'll, it. We'll in get into opinion. some of this, but her pre-tape stuff. She, she's she actually has some acting chops. She's yeah. she's she can do some stuff. And I really enjoyed that. But I think, you know, and again, I probably doing what I would do if Kate McKinnick was standing right by me, I'd be laughing. Because her nervousness didn't turn into flubbing her lines. It turned into breaking. Yep. And, so, and, and honestly, it seemed like I'm preferable they, to that, they right? kind of leaned into it like because yeah, sure. they wanted to like make her laugh. Like They were, ha- they were enjoying it. Oh, I think they were having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I also, would anyone in this world have guessed that 16-year-old Colin Jost would marry Scarlett Johansson? Ugh. I, I, I wouldn't have bet that 16-year-old Colin Jost would marry anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Watching other people go to prom. <laughs> I thought that was a funny little bit. Uh, I liked it, yeah. Uh, anyway. I like that, especially because it was basically them turning Colin Jost's Weekend Update shtick onto on, himself. Yeah, yeah exactly. I wanted I wanted them to say something like, and this was given to us by Michael Che or something like that, you yeah. know, like a... Uh, almost made me want to see a few more 16-year-old pictures, too. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I thought that maybe that would have been the bit that they would have gone on a little bit longer. Yeah, I would have been, been fine with it. Yeah, yeah. it would have been great. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, She did fine. So the first sketch then was Christmas cards uh, where the the family comes in or this couple comes in and they're looking at their fridge and they've got these Christmas cards there and then the Christmas cards turn into these kind of live action stuff. What did you think of that one, Brad? I think conceptually this was a really good sketch idea. I think it they, they dropped the ball a little bit by maybe not doing it as well as they could have. Some of it came down to timing. Some of it came down to like just little tiny like technical issues. But otherwise, like it was, I thought it was fairly enjoyable. I, I think that they did a good job uh, mocking all of the different kinds of Christmas cards that you really do get when you get to a certain age, for well, the way families like to show off and just the different kind of personalities that you have in your life. Um, so I think I think good, not great. Brad, I have a question for you. Am I your super white, super Christian neighbor? I mean, if you had more kids, probably. <laughs> all right. Speaking <laughs> of a handsome young incel, what did you think, Ben? Man, just firing all <laughs> cylinders there. Well, as a, a, a handsome young incel, uh, no, I, again, premise, great. You know, I really liked seeing it. It went on a little too long. They could have maybe cut a couple of cards, honestly. Like, I like Pete Davidson as that guy. Cut that completely and give me more Bone Yang and Keenan Thompson oh, with yeah. that stupid dog. Oh, but which, which that was dog amazing. puppet was incredible. It was incredible. I want more of that, you know? I agree. I And, so and there were some... A few of them went on not long. Like, I would have liked the 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 um, I'm Pregnant Every Year. Super yes, that we know on, those people, don't we? Oh, yeah, it could have gone on a little longer. <laughs> and you could have dropped uh, Chris Red and Heidi. I didn't need to necessarily see that one. It, you know, I would just wish they spent more time on the ones that were really working. Again, this is a sketch show, so you're trying everything, and you got a big cast. Again, this is another sketch where you get the opportunity to just bounce around to different people. So overall, I, I think the the idea and the the creativity for this sketch is a ten out of ten, and the delivery is maybe a six out of ten. Like they could have done better. Yeah, I, again, I think the concept. So uh, kudos to Mikey Day and Streeter who who wrote this sketch. Um, what doesn't Mikey Day write? The dude is just so yeah. Prolific. He's he's it's a busy insane. he's a busy dude. Um, uh, him and Streeter do a lot of a lot of stuff, but. Um, 
I, kudos to them because it's a conceptually, I think, a very creative sketch very. around Christmas mm-hmm. time. And it's got to be hard on SNL when you've had 47 Christmas episodes to do a sketch that's not been done before. Mm-hmm. Also, know? Alex Moffat was throwing me off a little bit because he was a little jilted uh, or yeah, stilted d- on his delivery of reading the, the cue Yeah, I couldn't figure not, that out either. Not normally that bad at that. So Maybe there was like rewrites or something. Sure, or, I mean, and again, this is me like Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, of literally, course. Literally, like I could never do that. But No, it's only noticeable because he's so good. He's so good yeah. normally, yeah, yeah. So that was a little weird. But most of you in Senor was really great. Um, pulling out the phone, you know, and like, oh my god, their dog's gonna have to have her. Like, that's a good callback, yeah. <laughs> and not specifically focused on the fridge. So, bringing it back into their real world scenario, like, I like that. And Billy Eilish did a, a serviceable job there. And uh, Sebastian, what's his name? Hmm? Who's the, played the husband in that sketch? Billy Eilish's husband. Oh, um, uh, Angela. Uh, what, yeah, Angela. Aristotle Atari. Yeah, Sorry, Aristotle, Aristotle Atari. Sebastian. Did you call him Sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco? <laughs> Oh, that's, that's somehow racist. You know, I, think. I don't know. By the way, that's a very Nate Locks move, just calling names out of nowhere. You know, yeah, that one guy, you yeah. know. What's that guy's name, Roger? <laughs> so anyway, it was, but yeah, that that part of it was really great, though, because, you know, uh, tampon girl, like I, that's yep. what I called your wife. And I, like, that's really smart writing. I really like that. And yeah, and she did a, a particularly good job of, like, making those words, like, venomous. Yeah, there's some daggers behind them. So th- there were definitely highlights of that sketch for sure. And we all know that girl. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yep. All right, the next was a pre-tape. It was TikTok. Now, I am a huge fan of TikTok. I'm going to say this. And I've only gotten into TikTok. I'm not, I don't actually create content in TikTok. I go there because I, I think it's some of the funniest content being made right now is on TikTok. Plus, it um, helps you relate to the youths. And the, yeah, well, youths. <laughs> um, but uh, some of the funniest content I've seen, uh, even almost sketch comedy stuff, is on on TikTok now, right? I mean, it's just some really good content creators. Um, so it, having some familiarity with TikTok, I got some of the stuff they were doing. Yeah. I was wondering, do you think that by and large, did you guys like this, this, this pre-tape? And do you think most of the people would have understood some of the subtle TikTok narrative going on there? Um, I think that there's en- like enough familiarity across the board now because of how big it is to like understand you know, the, the culture of TikTok and what it is. Um, I didn't love this sketch because, to, uh, first of all, like to me, the execution kind of felt like something like a sketch that they would have done while they were doing SNL at home episodes during the pandemic. You know, like it, it didn't feel I know they're trying to emulate the like rough around the edges feel of TikTok. But like there was something about it that just didn't feel complete to me. And it felt kind of like it was piggybacking on what people like about TikTok without necessarily doing a ton of original stuff to make it funny, you know. And so like. I, I know people like TikTok, and I think there is a lot of funny stuff on there, but I also think that it's way e- easier in some respects to create something that is short form that you're supposed to see quickly and forget about and not mm-hmm. really put any thought to mm-hmm. like comedically. That's not to say that there isn't some stuff out there that is really good and is on par with some like actually great comedy that takes a lot of effort. Um, but I think it's it's easy, and I think that that's why I didn't necessarily like the fast paced nature of them recreating that TikTok environment, and like why it didn't work for me as as well as I maybe would have liked. And I don't know if you guys, Ben, I don't know if you saw, but it was created by the Please Don't Destroy people, uh, the Please Don't Destroy guys. They actually created this uh, pre tape, which I think is their first pre tape that they've done besides like, their own stuff. besides their own stuff anyway that they're not the center of anyway. Right. Ben, what did you think? So uh, Susan Swarner, who's a friend of ours who, who listens to this podcast, hey, commented. Susan, you're my and, favorite listener. Honestly, she had a great point. She said, I thought it went on a little too long, but that I remembered how much time I actually spend scrolling TikTok. And yeah. I'm like, actually, it wasn't long enough. Like, there are that you get lost in that world. 
because they're scrolling. They're scrolling. Yep. And I kept thinking the same thing. Man, this is kind of, kind of going on a little bit, but that's what TikTok is. So yep. this is one of those things where it's okay for SNL to lean into how long that is. I'm okay with it. Well, honestly, it was only a four minute and 14 it, second sketch. So then it just felt a little long. Yeah. Because of how short form everything right. was, you saw 200 scrolls yeah. then, you know, and yeah. it felt really long. Um, it had to take a ton of creativity. It had to take a ton of creativity, though, because you have so many different, like, miniature video creators that they put in well, there. Right. right? They, a, lot of, a lot of effort clearly yep. went in there. And so they had a two week break. So they were working on this for a while. They had to have been. Um, the things that felt the most shoehorned in were uh, the I'm going to make up a name because I can't remember Jer- Jeremy Johnson Michaels uh, when he does James Austin Johnson <laughs> yep, when he does his Homer ASMR that felt very shoehorned in because okay he can do a Homer and we're going to make that a thing uh, the stuff like Andrew just mukes with it's doing the guitar time. was great by the way the second time this season we've thrown Homer in there for, yeah, in for a sketch that really we didn't, didn't need him in there yeah. but it was like hey you can do a Homer yep. um, I do want to say I don't think this is something that they worked on for beyond a single week i meant like the pr- the production stuff in between like not the sketches but like the, the way that it needed to be edited and put all together that takes a long time to i think to, to no they do they do that stuff in a week i mean like you figure they have to because they don't have the host for like the previous week well, i just figured they had a couple weeks to be working on it i'm pretty sure that they don't do that i think they have like a, a they don't play fast and loose like that like they're making that show in a, in a single week mm, disagree uh so no i don't know that's probably how it goes uh, overall, I thought this it, is so awkward. I thought it was it was pretty good. Um, I did like you know Keenan Thompson's character that's directly based on that one guy that mm-hmm. does those things. Was the Heidi Gardner thing based on a real thing? What did she do? Out there? She was like uh, Blake Lively's dress. Oh, I think she was based on like a like a QAnon person on. On like um, not an actual one person, just kind of like I mean, it could oh, I think I think it's a subculture of TikTok of yeah. like yeah, QAnon, yeah. So because I was having that was the thing I was doing. I was like, oh, is that because Kenan Thompson was first? I'm like, right. that's a real guy. Yep. So then I kept thinking like, oh, is that a, based on a real person? No, is I that- think all of them have like if they're not like based on real person, they're based on like a real the subculture culture. in yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, and by and large, everything they did there was was funny. Like the. And it just stuff was reboots with the fur, with the fur. Like, I yeah. really thought it was clever. Yeah, I, I'll say this I now, like and I I'll get it, into, okay. uh, I think uh, this was my favorite Andrew Dismukes episode oh, yeah. so far. Uh, and we'll get into some of that later. The next sketch, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to put it into a skit category. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Buckle up. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Hip-hop nativity. It was bad. I didn't like it. So, yeah. <laughs> right? So, I, so this is one of those things where I'm looking at Brad and Nate like, we, we all didn't like that. Like, I'm not the only one. That, everybody's like, the best sketch in, in the last 10 years. Yeah, and I'm we, the only we, asshole. We've had a couple where it's like we disagree. It. No, it was bad. And and I, I was really hoping for more because I, I do like Heidi Gardner a lot. And I think she does some really good stuff. A, I'll say this. I didn't think Billie Eilish needed to be in this sketch. Um, she didn't really add anything to it. Yeah, she was just it. like basically just repeating what Heidi Gardner was doing. Yeah. Um, and, and not it, in a way that was, and it was like special. Pretend to be old people doing young people things. But the, then like the other people around them didn't add anything to it, right? It, I, other I than like, Chris Red kind of gave a little bit of but like... That's not, when that's not every other character, yeah. it feels so weird. It just wasn't It, it wasn't well put together. Because when opinion. it's a classroom setting and there's a teacher and everybody in the class is like, whoa, no, that's your dichotomy. But when you've got these two old people, Chris Red is the pushback and everybody else is kind of just going along with it or whatever. Like, oh, I, I can do this. That's three. <laughs> I don't get it. It was just 
messy and like it really felt like they were like leaning into it too hard like like almost like they knew it was lacking something it's like maybe if we have enough energy and keep shouting yep. no yep. one will notice this sketch isn't that great yeah you're you're, you're right it, it actually so i'll say this speaking of snl uh, i'll connect this to another snl performer i saw this week do something that i thought was not funny i saw will forte or not will forte oh, uh, don't you dare no no not will forte uh oh um, jim brewer jim brewer do a stand-up oh, set yeah. what do you mean jim brewer is a gift oh, to comedy oh, no. and i and 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 i loved goat boy as much as anybody but i saw and him the do joe a, pesci show i loved him i i saw him the, do his stand-up the joe pesci and it was just show, like, I'm a def- I like i love the joe pesci right. show i really do but did you see any of his stand-up? I, it saw, was, I saw the clip that went awful. viral on Twitter, it and was, it's bad. It's it was just, just oh like, no, yell, it was, it do something. It wasn't bad. It was bad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. It's just, yeah, like, his. Con- it's just him, like, saying stuff and then making loud animal noises. <laughs> yes. And then and, and all the white people in the audience are like, <laughs> but My problem is, he's like, you guys know what a cockatoo is. He wasn't doing a cockatoo. Cockatoos don't talk. Well, also, on, like, they don't talk. Also, I had a cockatoo. They don't talk. Also, but, what does it mean? Like, is a cockatoo famously like parroting? It's he's no, saying, I want to. He's like, have you ever seen a parrot? Because a parrot will just. That's what I mean. That's though. what he was trying to do. But yeah. he's a cockatoo. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. All right, but but so I think there's a tendency for some comedians or some even sketches where it's like lean into the silliness of the character or silliness of the performer and, and just do make silly faces until somebody laughs when the thing that you're saying it isn't was, funny enough. Yeah. And that's oh, what it kind of reminded me of. It was just not funny. Um, and so I don't know. Bring Jim Brewer back to SNL. I want to see. I want to see Jim Brewer bring the goods again. So the title of that tweet that went viral was like the you know the rights finding out how to do comedy. Look out! Then the left's getting worried. Yeah, it's, but no. But then the, my favorite response was uh, f- you know fifty two year old comedian former SNL alum Jim Brewer finding out how to do comedy finally. And I was like, oh wow, that's such a trash. I just love though because like because that the Twitter account that made that go viral too is like um, a conservative mocking kind of thing, yeah. and so it's just. Oh hmm. yeah, yeah. That's the that's the right comparison. I think is uh, yeah, just trying to cover something up that's not that great by being loud and con- like super. Let's, silly. let's be being more exaggerated, being more. And it was just yeah. like no, the, the 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 premise wasn't funny enough. And if the and if the characters aren't funny and doing funny lines, and the premise isn't funny, you, you just don't have a sketch. The energy just you makes just it don't ha- worse. You're, you're, doesn't point. matter what the energy is. The energy almost becomes more distracting because you're, you're trying too hard. Then Andrew Dismukes can twerk though. He can. He did do a pretty I good saw job on the twerk. Yep, and it, it was like, "Hey, Andrew, you're gonna take off your shirt, and then people are gonna scream and be excited about it." But like, still not funny. I did see you Sarah I mean? Sherman as the middle donkey, and if you watch the sketch again towards the end, she literally second guesses joining SNL. Like in her face, she's like, <laughs> she's sitting there, and you just see her on her face, like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> it was just so sad. So yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't love this one, and uh, I think it was my least favorite of the night. So. All right, next one, pre-tape, goes from the least favorite to probably my most favorite. Lonely, Spoiler alert. Lonely Christmas ad written again by Mikey Day, Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon Allison Gates, and Streeter Seidel. I loved this. Um, I thought Billie Eilish killed it. I think her physical comedy and her facial comedy and stuff mm-hmm. like this was so good. Obviously, Kate's so funny. Um I, it was just, it feels like one of those sketches that's going to be played on Christmas episodes for years to yeah, come. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. hard agree. What'd you think, Brad? Yeah, I, I love the sketch. And, like, 
I love that they took their time to build up to it too. Like they really like settled into like, oh, this nice, charming commercial where a young girl invites a sweet old and woman over I'm, to and dinner. That was so convincing. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, this could be one of those times where they actually do a sweet thing. Yeah. It happens every once in a while where they really don't go for the comedy. They had me hook, line, and sinker by like the the fourth card or whatever. Are there any black people there? And I think that I la- I like choke laughed. Yeah. It caught me can, so hard. Can you, can you check? check? <laughs> any Jews? I don't think so. Can you check? That's such a good card or line. Oh my god. Yeah, of course. The, the escalation here oh. is like where the comedy comes from too. Of them just making it worse and worse and worse. And we've had that complaint sometimes that we think that's a great premise, but they didn't take it far enough. Yeah. Or when they did take it too far, it went in a weird direction. This was just escalation, perfect escalation. Oh my god, it was just incredible. You're right. One of my favorites of the night. And I, I it, it did make me want to like I don't know if she is ever going to plan on doing this, but see Billie Eilish like do something more acting wise because I feel like she could be in a comedy you know whether it's a show or a, or a movie or something like that I wouldn't be surprised to see that if it's something she decides to do yeah so her her, her breaking in some of the scenes and again I'm very sympathetic to it because I, I would I would certainly be far worse than her if we'll I was get to a, the end of the show but but, yes. but what 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 then I think redeemed her for me were these pre-tapes where I'm like, oh no, she's really funny. Like she was really good. Like I said, her physical comedy, her facial comedy was really good. And it's not um, that she wasn't funny when, yep. even when she was breaking, you know, yep. it's just, it was just hard for her to keep her composure. Th- that can be distracting after a while. Yeah, it's yeah. one thing to break once in a sketch. It's another thing to just struggle almost every live sketch to get through. Yeah, um, it was, and, I, and I don't say that judging her. because No, I'm, it was I'm, tough to, to stay in the moment though. Yep. Because when it does kind of take you out of it. I think she's also a silly person that likes to laugh. And, and I'm, I'm sympathetic to that because I am as well. I so. don't begrudge her in yep. the least. Especially like Brad's like, you know, I hope that someday she does, uh, you know, uh, do a comedy movie. That'd be great to see. And you're like, oh, I don't know, man. She's she's only got another 40 to 60 years <laughs> in the industry if she wants to. Like, of course, we really, I, she's got all the time in the world to do that. I really want to see that now. Yep. No, she's got to do it sooner than later. Otherwise, <laughs> it's not happening. As uh, Hollywood says, 20 is, you know, middle-aged. Right, exactly. I do hope that somebody has checked to make sure Rutger is still alive. I really hope so. <laughs> she's keeping me sick. And he eats the paper. Oh, that was so one good. of my favorite things. Where he just Love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we went into weekend updates. Uh, and so let's get into first how we think uh, Jost and Che did. Uh, ben, why don't you start there? What would you think? So the uh, Che's jokes are, again, edgier than, uh, than Jost's jokes. And the Epstein joke should have killed I thought it did. It should have. I mean, but it, the, the audience is, you know, it's a yeah. whiff. Yeah. Well, I, think, just, I honestly think they were just so floored. It was awesome. They were like, oh. I laughed so hard. It was and a great joke. Colin Jost, the cut to him, he doesn't even know what to do. Like, I love when that happens, you yep. know, because everybody in the writer's room was like, oh, this is going to kill. And yep. of course, they just were so taken aback by that joke. But yeah. It, it thought, was a slow burn. It was a oh, slow burn. Oh, man. It was, there was really good. Their back and forth again was, you know, it, it was, it was good. I, it's, it's I always actually, a highlight. I actually think that honestly that that was like the only great bit from Jay and Jost in this edition. I don't know. I, I just didn't think this weekend update, their back and forth was all. No, sorry. I apologize. When I say back and forth, I, I don't mean that. I mean like the jokes that Colin tells, the jokes that Michael tells, like the, the, not the non-weekend update part of it. The, that's what I'm calling the back and forth. Their, their uh, rhetoric between each other was non-existent this time around. Yeah, no, but well, I, I just mean like, I mean like even their one-liners, like they, I didn't feel like they were even trading one-liners. Like I just, it didn't, there was nothing else besides the Epstein joke that I even remember as being like a standout oh man that was a great you know bit what how about you nate 
Yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't. I don't think they had a ton of back and forth necessarily. And I know that's not what you're saying, but but I, I, I don't know. I'd have to see what the length is. It seemed a little shorter as it was anyway. Um, but again, I, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, would you say Jost and Che are? How would you rate them in your lifetime of watching Weekend Update in like the Pantheon, uh, Parthenon, Parthenon? Sorry, of Pantheon, isn't it? Parthenon, Pantheon. I'm gonna say Parthenon's par- a Greek structure. Parthenon and Pantheon. Yeah, but isn't that what we want? Because that would be like. Uh, I think, but I think Pantheon is the word, isn't it? <laughs> it is Pantheon. You're it's a bunch for. of idiots talking. Parthenon. It would hey, be a physical structure. No, wait, wait, wait. Hey guys, wait, 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 wait. On the Mount Rushmore. Of- <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Let me say it the way that doesn't make me sound stupid. <laughs> when visiting Stonehenge, yes. the thing. Uh, who would be your? Who your favorite? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So who are your favorite weekend update? <laughs> Uh, uh, I think, I mean... They're towards the top. Yeah, for me, because I, I of think the, they the would long, be. the longevity and the relevance that they've been able to maintain, and, and they're getting better as they get older and, and work together, I think that that puts them towards the top, M- meaning uh, it's really hard to judge them, though, against, like, Colin Quinn. I mean, you know, what are you going to say? He's, he wasn't very good. You know, Norm MacDonald was, uh, was great, but he was very specifically for a certain yep. type of person. Yep. In the, I think that you have to only compare them to co-hosts. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is I would say like it's a different. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would. I would say if we're talking teams, they're probably a little bit closer to the top. Uh, yeah. But if we're talking like overall, Who's your favorite team all time. Favorite team all time. I mean, would it be Tina? Tina I think it's Tina Fan Polar. Yeah, they were just so good. And it's it's mostly because of their chemistry. You know, they just they just work so well together. They yeah. are incredible. Yeah, it is. It is. I I just think though it's it's amazing because I would say they were probably again at the top of my list. But I can say that Colin and Shade compete for me. They do. I think they're they're very good. Um, and I think also, I think they've got they're very days, consistent. The, the writing is is better than it maybe was for uh, for Amy and Tina. Or or uh, I think the writing is more edgy than it is for for Amy and Tina because Amy and Tina went for more. I think they had even though they did have some sharper stuff. I think they went. They had a little bit more of like. Uh, charming kind of comedy if that makes sense and when when like tina fey and jimmy fallon were on i remember it being like the the teacher and the kid that was the goof in the class it was very a dynamic shift of like oh jimmy and they would do a lot of that whereas when like seth and amy did it it, they took it pretty seriously as like we're gonna we're gonna be the professional news anchors that that deliver these jokes and Amy and Tina had that chemistry mm-hmm. uh, that just, I don't think it's been matched since yeah. now. And now Colin and, and Joe's do have that same kind of spark. I think they do more often than not, but not, not as but not this sure. episode for you. Not, not for me. <laughs> can we get to... And yeah, let's get to... Can we yeah. please? No, no, we're going to skip that because we got to first get oh. to Punky Johnson on our family family's holiday rules. Wait, wasn't so essentially, she, wasn't, oh, was, was she first or was she second? Well... well we, I see what Nate's doing here. I, he wants to talk about... I want to I want to. I want to talk about... I want to talk about Punky Johnson first, okay? Oh, okay? Because, no, I've been saying on the show... We've been... I, I want to say... I want to get Punky Johnson into... Give something. Give her some time. Um, So essentially, this is you know, Weekend Update does these things where they let some of their stand-ups come out and do essentially like a stand-up bit, right? Um, And then they have a little bit of interaction with one of the hosts or something like this. What did you think of this? I want to know what did you think of this, Nate? I want to know what you thought of this. I want to know what you thought. Yeah, what did you Um, think, Nate? There, there were so what I wrong. What what I'll say. (laughs) 
What I'll say with this. It's hard going first, isn't it? Is I like it. No, no, no. I like it. I like the chemistry that Punky Johnson and Michael Che seem to have with each other. I and I like that. that. Uh, I, I think I think they get each other. Mm-hmm. I think they're funny. I think uh, I think honestly, if you put Michael Che in the cast and he had to do some of the sketches, he would probably be as awkward as Punky Johnson looks sometimes. Honestly, she just I think she's a stand up comedian. I think that's what her gift is. I think that's what and I got to see her a little bit more flex her gift. I thought she was funnier here than I've seen in her in a sketch in a long time. Now I will say this. I didn't necessarily get all the humor just because it was a very culturally based humor, right? Like I think Che and uh, Punky Johnson truly got it because for them, it was it was like notable for a um, a, a Black American cultural comedian kind of uh, references, which was great. I thought it was funny. I just didn't get it as much as you know some some of the other people did. But I loved I loved having Punky Johnson on there and having her kind of do something. Because I hate when cast members just go unused. And I felt like she was just, you know, the, the places where they put her, I didn't think she was able to do much. And she got to kind of, I think, laugh a little bit, show a little bit of her personality, kind of come out a little bit and do that. And so I, I thought it was good. I, I, was fine. I think that uh, it's always a good time when they can be themselves. And so with the first couple of times I saw Pete Davidson, it was like, okay, he doesn't, he doesn't have to put on airs. He can just be himself. And Punky Johnson doesn't have to like, be put in this box that a writer put her in. She just gets to say yep. what she wants to say. And all of what she said, the content was incredible. The, her delivery, not as not as good. For, for somebody who is a stand-up, I honestly thought she tripped over some words and she didn't enunciate yep. uh, un- enough to make that bit work as well as she could have. Um, even like when... Even when like Brooks Whelan was on, or when Leslie Jones was on, you know, they're they were charismatic and powerful, and they talked to the camera. Yeah. I think that she was looking around a lot. I think she was talking to Michael more than the camera, and it took away from the content because she has a very specific viewpoint of this world. Yep, being a gay black woman, Catholic back back one too. With, She's very Catholic too. With clearly, her uncle. You know, that's yep. a real story. And that's a great story, but the delivery just wasn't there for me. But I think that the content is great, and I think she's got a wonderful perspective. I hope they give her more time to explore herself on that show. So you did like seeing her, though, right? I, it was yeah, nice no, to have I, her. Because I, I wanted that for her for so yep. long, because that's, I just, and it's not that it's not fair, because you do, it's a, it's supposedly a meritocracy on SNL, where you write your own stuff, then you get on the show. Yeah, if you it's know? funny, you get it on. And yeah. so that's clearly a funny bit. It probably killed at the table read. That's why she got it. That's why it wasn't cut for time. You know, all of these things. It was, it was a good first effort. And if you're going to give Pete Davidson four times to, to make it go, I hope they give her another time as well to, to see yeah, where Yeah, because there, there were, I remember sometimes early in Pete, and I've, I'm, a, I'm a big Pete Davidson fan, but there were some that weren't as good as some, I mean, we exactly. we, we sometimes remember the best parts, but there sure. there have been times where Pete has come on and it was just okay. Right, right. and so I, yeah. I hope that they utilize her more. Yep, Brad, what did you think? Yeah, I think you guys pretty much just covered covered everything, is, like, is that the energy was there between Trey and, and Punky, and that what made it maybe more fun than it otherwise would have, because she did stumble a little bit, and maybe you know it, it could have been uh, a little bit better executed as far as her performance is concerned. But there was like great writing there, and like I, I liked that it was her stuff and it was her shining through. And I, I, I do hope she gets to do that again. All right, now for for my my buddy Benny, um, Andrew's. Andrew, Andrew Dismukes, which I said I thought had a great episode, uh, got to do his amazing animals. And I, I've said this before on the show. If there's an animal in this sketch, a live animal, sure. it's it's going to be my favorite. And this this was no different. Ben, what'd you think? Okay, bud? so I have to say that Andrew Dismukes, I could watch him literally come on the sh- come on Weekend Update 
and only do the first interaction with Colin Jost. And that could be the bit for me. Because he, <laughs> he's just one of those guys that just makes you laugh. He, just, he, he just he does it for me. And, yep. and the reason I think it is, um, he's so absurdly confident. Yeah. And so he sits down and with the dumb face paint and he's like, ah, Colin, I'm just joking. <laughs> and it's just like I died right there. I was like, that's so f- I don't know why it hit me so hard, but I'm so because then Colin's perfect because he's like, Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> their their back and forth was perfect right off the bat. Of course. Then the octopus comes out. And it's just, he just leans hard in and he commits to the bit so hard. And again, he's still got that confidence in his comedy and just like the dead behind the eyes, like, no, you know what? I've had a good life. And he's, you kind of believe it. He's really into it. It was one of the most likable I've seen him. Oh, and I, and I, I'm God. not like you. I, I don't naturally lean towards Andrew just Mukes for And I do. Comedian. I lean hard. Like, and, and, and I just don't. But I, I actually thought he was hilarious here. I thought that this, the, the bit was funny. I thought the dog not paying attention was of great. Course. And again, anytime you do that. Now, here's just... the thing. Is it as funny if the dog worked? I think it's funnier if the dog does. But in this, now, the, the space dog thing or whatever, yeah. little, that's funnier when it didn't work. Yep. This would have been funnier if the dog would have been facing camera. Yeah. Because it's more of a serious bit. Yep. And honestly. But the the, the dog arms come up to the desk yeah, and I just fine. start laughing. Right. I just, yeah. But the, the, hey, for all time's sakes, what's, what's four plus four? <laughs> and he finally goes, Three and I cried last. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's so fun. Oh man, I was dying though. That was my favorite thing of the entire episode. Oh really? It was so. I'm sorry to spoil it. That was no, okay. hilarious. I mean, that's not really like a full sketch anyway. That so. was hilarious. Let him have it, Brad. Let, Let him, him have qualify. it. All right, Brad. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was it was very funny. I, I like when Dismukes does stuff like this where it's a, a bit dry, it's a bit dark, and like. It feels like it's uh, this obscured version of of Andrew Dismukes, you yep. know, like a, like an alternate version where he does. It's a Kyle Mooney bit. Yeah, it's, like it's he, yeah. He's persona. He's, I like when he does get closer to doing Kyle Mooney stuff in in his own way. I'm surprised that they haven't gravitated towards each other more, especially right. now with Beck Bennett being gone. But maybe it's just like they're too similar to like work well together. I don't, I don't know. Man, I just I'm there for it though. Every time he does a bit like and like silly choices like the the face paint. It's really well done face paint, and it adds a layer that wasn't, you know, if they chose for some reason not to have that. I I don't even think they talked about it, did they? No, not at all. It was just, I was just there, and I don't know. There's just something about it. And the fact that it was like Bears Packers, and then it just went to an entire (laughs) sentence. I don't know, just everything about it just worked, you know? Yeah, I I liked it as well. It was one of my favorite, I think, weekend update uh, bits that they've done in a couple episodes. So, uh, kudos to him for getting it on there. Kudos to Punky Johnson for for trying again. I I, I think this season's had some strong weekend update work Mm -hmm. uh, as far as guest characters. Yep, I agree. All right, after weekend update, um, we had Santa Song, uh, which again I thought it was nice because Billie Eilish got to sing, which I think. Almost, which is ironic for those of us that aren't like you know theater or singer type of people, she seems more comfortable when she's singing in front of an audience mm-hmm. when she's oh, then she's talking, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and she's got a great voice, so it was she kind did, of she fun. did like a little old timey spin on yeah. like her own voice too. Yep, exactly. So uh, Ego and Kate were just fantastic. As uh, you know, though, I'll say uh, kind of. I thought Ego wasn't as prepared as Kate was for this, or maybe she didn't seem as comfortable when I when I rewatched. I watched it twice, and and I thought there was a couple times where she tripped on lines which she's not typical she's right. usually such she, a great performer she's and the stalwart she normally yeah. does not and do her and kate wrong. doing these singing things are, are you know it's it's kind of like uh when maya rudolph does it they, they're just both very good at these right. um and i thought she stumbled just a couple times slightly um 
But anyway, what do you, you guys the, think? What do you think about the, the the weirdness factor of the? I wish they would have gone more. See, it, that, it, 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 it felt like it was too soft to yep. me. Like it, yep. it felt like it was more of an all that sketch. Yeah. If you think, <laughs> and I, I I kept on thinking to myself, if you think that's weird, you should see some of the things I've done, like in conversations where it's like that. What, what where I'm at two o'clock at night going, why, why did I say that? Right. Yeah. Why, why did you say like that? Like a lot of those things aren't that awkward. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know. So like like uh, so I, I almost wish the concept was was pushed further because otherwise it or kind of we're just really awkward <laughs> that's true um but yeah i don't know and like the the vibe to it to me and i almost wish they would have figured out a different way to frame it is like it felt very similar to like that uh those the sketch with uh kristen wig where she used to have the tiny hands on the yeah. lawrence welk show yep. Yep. Very, it's it's um uh there there also wasn't really a, a, a straight man there yeah so that made it a little different too because you have three kind of awkward people and, and nobody to push like even when santa claus comes in He's weird. Right. So that also fell off. Yeah, I, I actually almost, this was one of those times where I wished there was a framing device to establish maybe a little bit more of like what the environment was as to like yeah. why this is weird and oh, why yeah. and Speaking of framing out. devices, why, it, just talk, toss them back to the pre-tape real quick of the, the one we all loved with Kate McKinnon and Billie Eilish. At the end, they drop in the next door logo and make it a commercial for I think they needed a way to end it and and, it, and sometimes fade to black and clap like it was fine they didn't need that I think I think that's an SNL flaw is sometimes they think that they need like one mm. last like oh it's something that you didn't expect I it was didn't, yeah. you know I didn't yeah. need that cuz it clearly so was too long to be an ad anyway so, <laughs> so, like, so like, the time that it worked the best I think that was unexpected is Dwayne the Rock Johnson came on and No did, he just goes by Dwayne Johnson Sorry now. Dwayne Johnson came it's on It's actually Dwanta Claus <laughs> Uh, the Rock Obama came on, <laughs> and uh, when he did the uh, sexual predator robot uh, as the evil scientist yeah. sketch, one of my favorite sketches of all time, it ends up being a White Castle commercial. Right. And that's actually, yep. that was a funny tag yeah. at the end. This seemed really out of place. Yeah, it was unnecessary. Uh, I didn't mean to bring that up now. I just forgot about it earlier, and now I thought I would say it. But yeah, so... Uh, you really ruined this episode. I'm, you know what? Two now, guys. It's 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 over. I would have liked a, a framing device and a little bit more weirdness in this one, but otherwise it was it was solid. It was solid. The, the concept looked great, yeah. though. I, yeah. I did like the idea of because again, we've all done this where, or maybe we haven't all done it. I've done it uh, many times, almost daily, where I'm like, why the heck did so I was the, say that? Like, earlier in the season, the um, where Tracy Morgan showed up in the bathroom. Yep. Those awkward conversations yep. was that that was a more well done version of this kind of same comedy yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah exactly i thought exactly where they're in their heads wondering what why, why, why do i do that but this right? was more of an incentive in their head they're actually saying it to each other exactly and yep. yeah and, and yeah so yeah I, again i never i never connected those two sketches that's a good connection ben to say i think there is a little bit of similarity between those obviously because it's it's doing the internalization of like hey i i, I why, why do i say what i say and you i th know? i think that it this sketch would have been improved uh by having a straight man character yeah because they had to alternate yeah you know kate mckinnon will be like well why'd you say that and then later on she said something even weirder you know right. so mm -hmm. they're all playing that same yeah, role. Exactly. it was just strange yep. to me exactly all right the next one was the pre-tape kyle's holiday i love this one probably competes for my my second favorite or maybe my favorite sketch How many i love the sketches can you have uh six i get six <laughs> an episode um but uh, I, I love the pre-tapes. This was done by, uh, again, Kyle Mooney, Will Steven, Mike Desenzo. I loved it. It was just creative. It was Kyle Mooney being Kyle Mooney, being the lovable loser, but at the end throwing in, he might also be a serial killer, yeah. which I just loved. It's <laughs> great. Like, 
the throwaway line to Beck Bennett is yep. in there, and it's it made my heart hurt a little bit because I I miss them together <laughs> yeah. so much. The, the, uh, and and they do this weird thing where they won't even follow me back on yeah, Instagram, it's which is so <laughs> downtrodden. I I yeah, Kyle Kyle Mooney being awkwardly sad and oh. we're to a point where you feel sorry for him <laughs> yes. is just always so good. And you know me, I'm not a huge fan of awkward yeah comedy, but this is my exception. Because I know how talented he is as a comedian, yeah. how this is a bit, and it just works so well. Oh, man. Bo <laughs> and Yang, you know, just in that moment, would be like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it was so earnest and just such a great line delivery, you know? And I think we all know people that also just try a little too hard. Yeah. And it's like, he, he is just the king of of trying a little hard, right? Yeah. It's like, just, you know, when but when he comes in to talk to Bo, and it's just like Bowen knows... Oh, oh here we go. We all know people. It's just like it's okay. You don't have to try so hard. Yeah, yeah you know? Ben. <laughs> okay, I get it, Nate. I'm right here, buddy. Uh, actually, this isn't a podcast, Ben. This is an intervention. Is it an intervention? Oh, dang it. You don't I, have to pun did everything. I, did I try it too hard there? It's it's because you try to pun everything. <laughs> dang know? it. It's true. I I love this. I, I like I, I love when Kyle Mooney does this kind of comedy, um, where you know it's just just slightly left of center of like himself, and like, he leans into that awkward behavior, and just uh, I love when his interactions with the rest of the cast are so painful, where he really feels like an outsider. <laughs> the page bit is great too. That's probably a real page. Yeah. And you yeah, believe you believe well. he, you believe he's going upstate for real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so good. Was this the ten to one sketch? No, no. So the final sketch hotel ad was. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the hotel ad um, is our final sketch. It this was is in the running for my favorite. Sketch. Yeah. Again, another great sketch. Um, ben Ben might not have understood this sketch as he's a little too wealthy to stay in budget hotels like the rest of the ninety nine percent. But yeah. for those of us that have stayed in the 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 hotels where they lock up the yogurt at you know <laughs> a certain yeah. time, do they really do that? Well, yeah. yeah. You, can't people, <laughs> you can't have people coming down and getting free yogurt whenever at any they time want. of the day. Yeah. Come on, this is the, it's continental the, breakfast, it's not continental snack. <laughs> Uh, uh, again, I thought it was great. Uh, I, I there were a couple times uh, that Billy broke, which you, uh, almost got, got on to. me. But then I, I they you were being saw what Kate, they, was, Kate was being playful with it, and Come I thought on. good for them. They're yeah. just having fun. So you know what's really interesting to me is I feel like more often. Uh, recently, they've taken sketches that could have easily been Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant and replaced one or the other oh, sure. with the host. And I don't know if it's a, it's like a conscious decision to like let the host have a little more fun instead of letting AD and Kate do their thing. Was AD in much of this? Uh, Just the she was in the Instagram thing. Yeah, or the the um, TikTok. Thing. She was in Kyle's Holiday. Right. But yeah, so pre-tape. Yeah, so I I don't I don't know if it's like done on purpose or whatever, but like it's this this felt in the same vein as sure. a lot of the stuff that Kate and AD do yep. together. And honestly, it also felt. Um, almost like it veered a little bit towards. Uh, it's, the, it's the weird. It's the cats. We are the cats. Like, well, the cats, but also the uh, the champagne girls, Vanessa Bayer and Cecily Strong, a little bit. I mean, yeah. any, listen. Any anytime you have uh, two people in a sketch like that that are talking direct to camera about, the, you're always going to kind of feel that sure. way. But um, I'm I'm always there for it. By the way, like anything they want to do like this, I'm on board. It works every time. Like the champagne girls. Yeah, uh, the, these are the ads oh, that work for me really well because Lord. it's so it's. I've stayed in these hotels, it's, they're right? Spot on. So, and, yeah, and it's the best they're pointing out, you know, is best based on truth. Yep. You know, and so these are very, very. Brad and I do this bit sometimes when we're 
just joking around about we've been at parties literally going back and forth about like come on down to our diner where the tables are always sticky and ju- we yeah. just do a stupid stuff and it reminded me a lot of that it's just my favorite comedy is just telling stuff telling exactly how it is with a little bit of embellishment I want to know in the writers' room. So, who wrote? Do you have who wrote this? Yeah, this was uh, uh, Billy Domino, uh, Anna Dresden, and Kent Sublette. So, I want to know how many different iterations of the name of the hotel they went through before they landed <laughs> yeah. on yeah. business ho- business in hotel and which, suites and and rooms which rem- or whatever. Which was, honestly reminded me. Oh. I know our listeners don't know where we're at, but we're in a, 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 a city, a small city. But uh, it reminded me of a hotel we have here in a small city where mm-hmm. it's changed names a hundred different <laughs> yeah. times. And I'm like, oh, that very well could be They're the just next name and of the hotel and yeah. suites on the end of whatever yeah. these days. It was it was really well done. It was really funny. So the, that's a sketch that first and foremost has to be written extremely well because their delivery is going to get you there a little bit. But on even Kate McKinnon can't deliver st- stuff that's not well written mm-hmm. in a way that may, she's not Keenan Thompson. You know, so that it still has to be well written, and this yeah. one really was. And I, I did like when yeah, Billie it, Eilish was breaking. If a it, bit. It yeah, was, this if this it's not one, well written, it goes back to hip hop nativity. Exactly. Right? Right. This this was one of the fun ones where it like her breaking didn't really seem to like ups, upset anything. Nope. And Kate McKinnon, once you realize what was happening, clearly tried to make it happen yep. more because like she started like touch her. slowly pulling her. Let's get sketch of the night. They're having yeah, fun. It's the right? ten to Cause, one because you watch Billie while she's doing that, and she's clearly like, come on, man, like you know, stop. Yeah, twitching and like like. Well, she wasn't expecting her to touch her again, and so again, I thought it you was want yogurt. You wake up at four a.m., bitch. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I'll say this: I know we often don't, and some some of our listeners have wanted us to. We often don't count, uh, comment on the music or anything because uh, none none of us are really great musicians or anything. But I did love the music this episode too. I thought Billie Eilish because she is also the host did a great job with the music. I, to to do all of it, like like Brad at, said at, at the 19, beginning at nineteen. I don't know how you have the energy. I don't know how you do it. But well, she's nineteen. So yeah, she's nineteen. She, yeah. she, <laughs> but the, the she skill set it. to pull that off at that yeah. young age, geez, oh, Pete's. I also really go. like just. Uh, and yeah, I said geez, oh, Pete's because I'm forty. <laughs> and you live in <laughs> you Indiana. You know who doesn't? Probably a nineteen-year-old say that. <laughs> but I liked uh, how, what they did with uh, varying how they shot the musical performance too, because they do stuff like this every yeah. now and then. But having it like facing the crowd the for that wall shot, falls yeah, out and, that and, was, yeah, and whirling, yeah. swirling around, and uh, um, you know, I don't know. Why I said swirling like I'm a child and I don't know how to describe camera movement. I always move it towards the circle. Camera spin around. That's that's why I wanted to comment on it because I thought even even the music was brought into the performances a little bit more yeah. creative, you know, creatively and stuff like that. So. Let's go to the cover time sketches. There's two cover time sketches this week. If you've not watched them, you can find them on the SNL YouTube page. I encourage you to go there, find them, watch them every week. Sometimes there's only one, sometimes there's two, but these are the sketches that don't actually make the show, but they made the, the rehearsal. rehearsal. And uh, oftentimes, we think anyway here on this podcast, oftentimes some of the funniest stuff that they do per episode. So the first one, let's go back to we visit Angelo again, Angelo Christmas. Um, it was a recurring, you know, this is the second time they've done it. Aristotle gets his character back, but he gets to bring on Billie Eilish. Um, I, I loved it because I love, I, I love Aristotle. Um, I love this. It's just so silly. I said this before, you know, in the 90s, if this would have been a thing, I feel like Lorne Michaels would have, you know, brought this into a film or something, you know, because it just has that It would have ability. been titled Safe For Me. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Story. And so it was just it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I, re- I really liked it. And again, on this one, and I don't think this was the case on the first one, they brought in the um, 
they brought in the uh, uh, Please Don't Destroy guys to help write this. So oh. they were co-writers in this one. So what did you think of this one, Brad? So I don't think it's quite as strong as the first one. Um, I, you know, I, part of it is because like you're not seeing the character for the first time, so it's not quite as like a a, a new you know comedic novelty, um, and that's the problem with a lot of recurring SNL sketches yep. is they're usually not as good as the first time, and then like you're hit or miss. Um, I think what was better about this one though was the guest musician along with Angelo. I think that Billy Irish's character was better than Remy Malek's character yep. for the debut version yes. of this. Um, this was one where I felt like her breaking did kind of interrupt the flow, and it would have been a lot funnier if she could have held that composure to really stay in that character. Agreed. But she did a great job with the voice, uh, not just the singing, but the character. She was like an Icelandic, yeah, uh, yeah, Bjork kind of. Exactly, yeah. And so I did, I did like that. Um, but yeah, there was something about this one that didn't feel quite as good as the fir- um, the first one. Although, again, one of the things that I think was better this time was Mikey Day. Rather than Daniel Craig, because I yes. felt like Daniel Craig hammed it up a little too much, whereas yeah. Mikey Day's reactions That's, felt a little bit more genuine and, and frustrating. By the way, that is Daniel Craig's mo on SNL for sure. He really tries hard, and I get that, but he he overdoes it in the worst possible way. I'm not a big Daniel Craig on SNL fan. I won't say the worst possible way because I appreciate that that someone who has a dramatic profile like that does go for it, but it doesn't always work. So you can go for it, and you can become uh, Adam Driver on SNL and crush it. Or you can go for it like Daniel Craig and, and fail miserably, and I, I think that that's the difference. I think failing miserably is a little too hard. I, yeah, I don't, don't know if you fail miserably, Ben. You're being a little harsh on Daniel. Yeah, he's Craig. fucking James Bond. You Why know, do you fail miserably? Just because a little hard you flew on. to England, I know. SSG. <laughs> I don't know what I'm right. saying. They don't call so him Double O Seven because he's a double agent. Okay, all right. So uh, I will say, I he's think got that, a seven foot penis. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that uh, Augusto Arantani uh, really, what's his name? <laughs> what did you say? Did you say Ghost Arantani? I said Augusto Arantani. Uh, it's Aristotle. Aristotle Atari. <laughs> Aristotle Nintendo. You did. are the whitest man. He, uh, no, no. I do feel like he flubbed a couple of, like, even though that's nonsensical stuff. I, well, I think he? I think the nonsense is a little bit different this time than it was the first time. I don't know. It felt like, honestly, he... I don't know. I mean, it's his character. I'm not going to say that he... I almost wish that he would vary up the kind of nonsense he's saying more... Yeah, and so that way it does make it feel a little bit different because, like, if it's the exact same phrase that he's singing, I don't think it's quite and, as. And funny. Clearly, he's getting some of these phrases from. I, I, I assume he's Greek. Um, so because right. it, it reminds me, my wife is Romanian, and uh, uh, Romanians learning English say some of these kind of funny, you know, Englishisms, you know, where they where they'll repeat things. And so I'm sure he's getting this from, like, you know, maybe a Greek relative or right. something. He's like, and like no, you no, said, no, you can bring in, you can bring in some uh, more of those kind of things where. It's like you're so bringing in. I yeah. think that the the consensus here maybe is that it's an upgrade to go to Mikey Day from Daniel Craig. It's an upgrade to go to Billy Eilish from Remy Malik, but it's a downgrade for uh, him to stay the same. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I also want to say too, I like the character, so yeah, I, exactly. I don't abandon the character. Right. I like having the character when there's a musical guest that can act as well. That yeah. was nice. That's a fun kind of. The one know. extra thing that I think he did this time, which did make me laugh, is. Um, and it works as a visual gag only because they cut to it is when they cut back to him and he's like leaning that was good. so steeply against stool and stay for me. So did he do in the first one that we saw, did he change the third word into an actual word? No, like they frankincense? No, no, they said nonsense, but then they also they actually said mesothelioma. So that's the thing that I think that they changed a little bit was like, yeah. you know, it's a, a made up word or a, uh, what was the third word he's even said? Was it mistletoe? He just no, he's he said something oh, yeah. nonsensical. Flark and flower. Yeah. 
frankincense. frankincense. And that was funny. Right. That yep. was a good bit. Um, also, I will say the character work between Mikey Day and Cecily Strong was really good. Yeah. Cecily Strong, like, yeah. Yelled, Cecily like, does always really good. Really over yeah. the top mad at him. Yeah. Damn it, Doug. This <laughs> yes. stuff, you know, yeah. that was really, so that's a stronger element of that. So, there's a lot going on that's right yeah. with this sketch. Yeah. Just, I think that it fell a little flatter, like you said, lightning in a bottle, you know, yeah. in that first one. So, uh, what do you think? Do you think that they'll give him a shot to bring it back a third time? I think so. I, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's a character that should live, honestly. Sure. I think it's a... I hope so. It's somebody that... Uh, it was definitely better than some of the worst sketches this episode. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was far, far better than Hip Hop Nativity. Yeah, I was going to say, replace this with Hip Hop Nativity and I'm fine. Yeah. All right, the final one. My boys, the Please Don't Destroy Boys, uh, future selves. Seems like the Please Don't Destroy Boys are getting an audience following because they're getting like... Big me, cheers me. when they see the Please Don't Destroy logo. Yeah. Yeah. Me, because I am such a huge <laughs> yeah. fan. I went and watched, because uh, you know you guys abandoned me for two weeks. So on YouTube, I went <laughs> I and watched. I abandoned you for two weeks. I, I adopted a puppy. I know, he but. You just adopted this puppy today. Yeah, seriously, well, like literally the, hours ago. the end ago. of the two weeks. It's um, been. Wow. But I went and, you know, the Please Don't Destroy guys have a, their own YouTube channel. Now there's only like 10, 8, 10 videos there. Yeah. All of them, so funny. So funny. And do they, then. Do they slap? As the kids say, uh, yeah, I don't think they say that anymore. Is that already over? Yeah, I think that's over. Um, but then wow. also the the individual guys have YouTube channels as well, and so you can find some of their and they're often kind of they borrow each other to be in some of their they own also sketches, still do Twitter and TikTok. And yeah, stuff, right. So I went and kind of refamiliarized myself with some of their stuff because I hadn't watched it since you know in in a while, and uh, just they're they're gifted comedians. They're just gifted at what this is. Now that and being I said, I loved this, Future Selves. This I did was fine. Oh, I loved it. I, I think, loved it. I think this was one of their this lesser the, the, attempts. This is like it from everything I've seen, cut for time or not, this is the, the bottom. And and I'm saying that it you was You hated still, it. No, no, it was still good. No, you hated yeah. it. It was still good. I agree. They've done way better stuff. This yeah, was, it, it wasn't their best. The, I still love it, though. The premise is is fine, too. Yeah. It's I just realized just, they didn't use it to its full potential. Yeah, it, which is strange for them because normally it's a very... Again, this is a stupid, yep. simple premise, but all of their stuff is very simple. Yeah, that, that's what they get. That's, that's and, their bread and butter, so right? That's why part I was of me, confused. Part of me wonders if it's maybe because they were stymied a little bit by having those older versions of themselves and even if those three guys are like have comedic experience and acting experience it's not on their same level where they can easily riff with each other and like keep the fast pace going and that kind of thing yeah but like think about like a guy like remy malik's in that sketch and you know he, he they they're working with what they're given that actor and yeah he's good uh, but he's not a comedian so they're still able to make something i, I disagree that that's that well, but, but, you're, but, you're, but you're talking about three guys and three guys that have to constantly go back and forth with them as three characters let, let me say this too it's not improv though they're um, writing it yeah, you know, I'm sure that they are still doing fast stuff. If, if Brad's theory is right and everything they do in an episode happens in that week before, then these guys were busy this week. This is the first time I've ever seen them as co-writers on so much stuff. That's true. Um, so they obviously they co-wrote the pre-tape for TikTok. Uh, they were part part of that writing team. So what I hope they I also did the um, uh, Angelo Christmas, and then they did this one. That's a yeah. lot of work so in a week. What I've read. Tell that to Mikey Day. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> but what I have heard previously about Lauren Michaels and and the Lonely Island guys was that when he found that he had struck gold, he was he Lauren Michaels is a guy that's willing to kill a golden goose for sure. He for he would like, yep, you're doing another one, you're doing another I want one more. I want another one. Yeah. He would just really ramp these guys up. So if he's learning that the please don't destroy guys are this good, I guarantee you you're starting to see, okay, I want you to do everything. Yeah. And like produce yeah. at that level. And so maybe this is the first time we're seeing you can't do four different sketches and make them all bangers. Right. Like that, you know? it's, it's interesting to. Re- I, I honestly Dude, forgot can this. Still say bangers. Sure. Okay. I mean, I guess. Um, 
it was interesting because I, I forgot this until I was looking at the cast. These guys aren't even in the cast technically. Yeah, they're, 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 they're just writers, right? In the same way that like that Akiva Schaefer and Norma Tacconi weren't in the cast. They yep. were just part of Lonely Island. That's the sketches for this episode. Let's get into the you know rating the episode first. Again, what did you think of the entirety of the episode? I thought Billie Eilish was good. Uh, some of her breaking kind of annoyed me, as it just does. Again, I said at the beginning of this episode, I don't love Jimmy Fallon. One of the things I don't love about Jimmy Fallon is he fake laughs. He just, he, I don't find him genuine. I, I did find though that when when Billie Eilish broke, she was genuine. It was it was she just seems to be a silly person. As much as her music might seem a little heavier at times, she seems fun and silly. Um, yeah. I thought it was a good episode. I liked it. I, I thought there were some great sketches. It was great to have Kate McKinnon back. What did you guys think? I think this is a banner year for SNL so far. Yeah. I think that every episode has been more highs than lows. I agree. And I think that it's going to be really, really disappointing when we finally do get that bummer of an episode. Except for maybe the Kim Kardashian episode. Well, that's fine. That's a very fair point. There was literally only one sketch in here that I didn't like. Now, I didn't think they were all great, but there was only one, which is a pretty good episode, honestly. I would say that this episode wasn't great, but it was pretty good. Yep. I, I I didn't um, dislike much, but I also wasn't like laughing my ass off constantly throughout the episode. You know, um, some of it did come from Billie Eilish being distracting because you know her breaking, and other was other times it was just because the writing I didn't feel like was as good as it could have been. But um, I think one of the things that helped, and it was probably just the overall energy of it, was having Kate McKinnon back um, because she was in so many of the good sketches, and even the sketches that weren't so great, she was still great in them. She is another Keenan Thompson type that can elevate a sketch that is not going that well. Yeah. Um, she's not as good as Keenan because he's the master, but she does add that same ability. And there's sometimes when you watch an episode where there's a sketch where you see it and you're like, that's going to live on. That sketch is going to live on longer than this episode yeah. is. And I, I feel that way with the Lonely Christmas ad. I think that's going to be a sketch that lives on, a pre-tape that's going to live on. Um, it'll be shown in, in SNL holiday specials, these kind of things. And so anytime you have that in an episode, you, you watch something happen, right? Yeah. There, there was some kind of gold struck there. And um, again, I, I didn't think any of the sketches other than that one were were great necessarily, but it was a good episode. Yeah, you know? I, do, solid. I do want to counter that I think Kate McKinnon is as good as Keenan Thompson, but in different ways because Keenan Thompson doesn't necessarily have the same amount of versatility that so Kate McKinnon I, does. I wanna I wanna clarify then. I'm saying she is not as good at You're clarifying his clarifying. <laughs> I wanna say that Keenan Thompson can save a sketch just with a look. Yeah. That's the ability. That's fair. And so Kate McKinnon can do that as well, but not to the level, the level that Keenan can. Sure. I'm not talking about their talents on the show overall. No, no, I know. But I, but I think even in that way, I, I think she has a way of elevating a sketch, but yep. in a different way. Yep. As good as Keenan, though? I think so. I would say it's similar, but I, I think you can argue Man. either one is better than the other. But I think Keenan does have an ability. That's okay. You're both wrong. No, no, Keenan no. Keenan is the e best. Even in the, even in the Santa song sketch, you know, Keenan has a, a way to come into, and he owns the frame, yeah. right? He owns the frame. And, and again, though, but... Kate's a master, and she's yeah. a magician when she's on there, and so she has a way also of also, saving let's, sketches. Let's say, say for what it is, uh, you know, coming back, uh, what is this, the the eighth episode? Eighth episode, eighth. I think. So yeah. it's her season debut, eight episodes in, walks in like she owns the yep. place, completely slips right seamlessly she, she back seemed, in. Like I said, one of the great things is, is awesome. I was curious to know, is she done, right? Like, is she done? Because she's d done it for so long. Is she just, are we delaying the inevitable? And she's not phoning And she came in, and she, and she was just yeah. like varsity team. So let's talk MVP. You know? uh, 
Oh, it's Kate McKinnon. It's I mean, yep. yeah, her Kate she, McKinnon. Yeah. So yep. it's Andrew Dismukes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Andrew Dismukes, I think, is close. If he would have done more on the level that McKinnon did, I would have happily given it to him. But yep. Kate McKinnon coming back, guns blazing, doing so many characters, being in so Same. many of the best sketches. Yep. I think that she's got. So uh, all three of us agree. Andrew Dismukes, MVP. Of the all right. Episode. What was your favorite sketch? Finally. Last question. It's a lonely Christmas ad for sure. It's it was it's it's just a, a great sketch overall. Like I, I totally agree with you that it's going to be like a holiday classic that they put in the Christmas special every year. Yeah, any um, any sketch that you feel is going to live on yeah. is is a special sketch. It's the it's the Andrew Dismukes ad. Packers Bears rivalry will never end, so that's going to live on forever. That's a good point. So Octop- I feel like Octopi are going to be around for a long time. Long long time. They're all they're very smart. I don't know mm-hmm. if uh, And um, uh, I hope that he's not dead in seven days. Yeah, I hope that's trending on Twitter. By the way, I really it's hope. So good. Uh, because Has anyone it, checked on Andrew Dismukes? Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Andrew Dismukes <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Andrew Dismukes, I know you're a big fan of the show, so I just want to reach out to you personally and say thank you for being you, and uh, you know, keep up the good work, buddy. You know, you're killing it. All right, final words, Bradford. What do you want to tell people? Where can they find you, man? Uh, well, first of all, we'll be back again with a new episode uh, in just a week. Because Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh, that man, should, I have such a crush on Paul Rudd. That should be a fun one, and it should be also a very Christmassy episode since it's the last episode before Christmas. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you think the poinsettias will look better? Did they look bad this they, time? They, they were wilted. You noticed. Yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. They were not great. I was watching the show. I was too. I was taking in all aspects. I was a student. I was a student of the comedy. Yeah, I I appreciate the comedy on SNL more than I do the flowers. Actually, people that I was watching it with pointed that out, so I thought I'd bring it. All right. Who did you watch it with? Your mom? No, Liz and Jim Bernanke and their kids. Oh wow! Well, that makes sense. By the way, whoa! Don't (laughs) don't, the flowers. Yeah, don't 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 say his mom in that kind of tone. We all love his mother. No, but you know you watch. She loves flowers. She is a sweetheart. She loves flowers. You watch your mouth. Um, right. Hey, where can, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, always slash film.com. Not a review this past weekend, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully one next weekend. Um, also on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. You can uh, check me out there tweeting about stupid stuff, movies and TV and whatnot. Uh, slash film.com is where I'm writing about movies and TV. And the Slash Film Daily Podcast is where I talk about movies and TV a couple times a week usually. How about you, Mr. Nate Laux? Uh You can find me at uh, Nate Laux on Twitter and the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all those kind of things. And I'd love to have you there. Um, reach out to us. It's honestly so much fun when listeners reach out to us or they like us on the 10 to 1 podcast uh, Facebook page. Facebook, anything yeah, like exactly. We're, we're as silly as you guys are. So if Leave you got us anything, some reviews on the iTunes yes, or the Spotify. Do. Subscribe, the like 10 to 1 it, podcast. Uh, share this um, because when I share it, it says that people people will say that I'm, uh, like I get banned because I, I'm spamming people's uh, Facebook groups. So if you share it, you're not. Um, so anyway... Ben, uh, we have another show that we do, right? Called Go Flix Yourself. Yeah, but nobody cares. Nobody no, cares. No one cares. It's a podcast uh, about movies and tangents listen, and nonsense. Listen, more swear your words. last episode I was on, and, and you still haven't it's published. Still it. not published. So it's going to be published by the time this goes up. Okay, so. fair enough. No, it's probably not true. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just because we like to get this one up faster. That's fair. Yeah, it is. Hey, Benny, uh, tell people where they can find you, and also congrats on your new puppy. Hey, the puppy is awesome. It's my favorite uh, you know thing what? about just, you. Uh, you know, if you uh, if you want to make a donation to the PAX Center, P A X, uh, the PAX Center in uh, in Northwest Indiana, that's one of my favorite charities, and you can do that. And that's really all I want to say about this week. So everybody have a great Christmas season. We'll see you next week. Hey, I love you guys. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye.